welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday, everybody, or should I say happy first of the year Friday. Hope everybody had a great new year, but your boy is back on the attack. The truth is never what we don't lack. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the in-between. Nothing waters down. You know what I mean? It's your boy OG, and if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for Talking in Lamest Terms. It's Friday's Quick Hits. Let's dive right in. I missed you. Okay. First, we're going to start off with Antonio Brown. Everybody's talking about Mr. Antonio Brown and the walk-off. The walk-off of all walk-offs. First, I'm just going to say, A.B. will forever be judged by his past behavior. Even if he's telling the truth, I just don't like the fact that we're talking about a game. And it seems his mental health and well-being are not important. But playing a game is. He's been called selfish. Any star has to be selfish. But if it's not for his mental... Most stars have to be selfish to get them to where they're going to be. But if he's going to be selfish about his mental stability, why not? Nobody knows what's wrong with A.B. But, but him. But he burned the benefit of the doubt bridge long ago. All things considered... You're, you've probably seen the last of A.B. in the NFL. Hell, all Cap did was kneel. AB acted a whole damn fool. So I'm pretty sure he's done on, on, on that. And maybe he should be. Who knows? I mean, how many chances can you give somebody? But, you know, talented, misguided. Like I said, who knows? Nobody knows what's really going on but AB. Nobody knows what they really said to that guy. And the way they're playing it up on TV is nobody really cares because you know what they're saying. This is what happens when you give black man money. Thanks, A.B., for the visual. Uh, second, we had going to Quick Hits with uh, Big Ben's finale. Uh, Big Ben's last game in it how it should. You know, he won the game. Everybody wants to remind you of his greatness. But I'm going to do what they always do to black athletes. They don't want to talk about these two rape allegations they swept under the rug. The three times he tried to get Mike Tomlin fired when Tomlin was the only... The only reason the Rooney's let him back in the building, alienating his backup quarterback just because they drafted him. Let's be clear. Ben quit on the Steelers about three years ago, but he didn't want to quit on those checks, so he came back. I'm not knocking Ben, but like I said, his two Super Bowl wins, first time, he was a game manager. Second time, he was good, but he wasn't what he was going to ultimately become. The two, no Super Bowl MVPs speaks volumes. Sure, he has numbers and longevity, but like I said, he quit on the team about three years ago. So, Ben's a gamer. I'll give him that. But that's all I'm going to give him. Next, going to my man Kyrie. Kyrie's back. Of course, he still can't play home games, but he came back. And I'm glad to see him back because the Nets are not going to win as currently constructed, especially with Steve Nash as the coach. So, Look for Kyrie to have a vaccination near you. Because, uh, like I said, he said he didn't think it all the way out. And you can tell that he didn't. But, hey, sometimes being an activist, you have to sacrifice. And he has sacrificed. But is he willing to sacrifice the finals? Hmm. We'll see. We're going to see. Now, another quick hit, uh, Baker Mayfield. Have we seen the last of Baker Mayfield? It's basically this with Baker. The system Baker's in is all wrong. They know it. He knows it. And everybody's talking talking about Baker. 
like I said, the system's all wrong. And I don't think there was any real rift between him and Odell because the system was wrong for Odell, too. I don't think the coach, the coach might not be back. Because think about it. Baker didn't win the Heisman Trophy and get that bad all by himself. Don't think so. Then we're going to go number five quick hits. Kirk Herbstreet's rant about meaningless bowl games. Yeah, there are probably too many bowl games or whatever, but the, the case is it's still it's good for the kids to, to experience something like that. You know what I'm saying? Some of them may never, some of them may never experience that again. But for him to say, get on there and say, oh, these guys are selfish. They're not thinking about their teammates. No, guy. They're thinking about eating. They're thinking about taking care of their family. Why playing a bowl game? If you're going to be a top five pick, I'm not playing no damn bowl game. These colleges pimp these kids and make all the money they can. But once the kid starts wanting to do for himself, all of a sudden he's a bad guy. Hey, hey Kirk, either have those colleges cut the check or shut the hell up. That's what you can do. Yeah, that rant. And then Reese Davis to come on and say he was angered. Yeah, bro. Be a black man for a day. We'll show you how angry somebody can be. But talking about, like I said, these colleges don't do, they do nothing for these kids. Student athlete, these co these kids go to college to get to the pros. It's a take, it's a, they use them, kids use them back. So it's a trade-off. So miss me with the, you know, the school song and all of this crap. Get out of here, man. Stop making asinine statements like that. We're going to move on to something happier. Becky Hammond got a coaching job with the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, remember, Becky Hammond was on the Spurs staff. She was second in charge behind Pop. She led the Spurs Summer League to a championship. Now, come on. Women can coach basketball. Some women know the game better than guys. Pat Summit, my favorite female coach. I, there's no doubt in my mind she could have coached men. No doubt in my mind. Linda Freeze at Maryland. There's no doubt in my mind she could coach men. But... Let's slow down a little bit. Not trying to say everything's not for a woman, but sports for men is the boys' club. Plain and simple, it's the boys' club. Let us have that. Leave us alone. Nobody wants a woman coach because then everything's got to be sensitized. You know, you can't curse, you can't do, you can't do that. It's the boys' club. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. I'm glad Becky Hammond got the job. She's a phenomenal coach. She need to coach women. I mean, like I said, she she has coached men. So, I mean, it's not like she can't do it. But, yeah, when guys go to free agency, I don't care how good she is. Guys are not coming to play for a female coach. That's just what it is. You call it male chauvinist or whatever. But that's the truth. Enough of that. Moving on to college football. We got, what, got our one versus two matchup. College football has become the who, what, where, and why league. With the transport, the transport portal giving school, giving schools blue blood talent, it's all a mess and hard to keep up with. But it's not a total mess yet. Remember, I said yet. So every, everyone got the matchup they wanted for the second time. How many times do we need to see SEC teams play each other? The love affair with Nick Saban and a better luck next year from Kirby not so smart. The SEC has been getting his ass handed to him. Who knew these other conference, conferences could actually play football? Let me tell you about number one, Alabama versus number two, Georgia. If Georgia gets behind 
they don't have the quarterback to come back. Because those little screen passes he was throwing against Cincinnati, guy, it's not going to work against Alabama. They have athletes just like you do. Although Georgia does have Dalvin Cook's little brother, he's phenomenal. But like I said, Bama has athletes too. And if they get behind, Mr. Young is going to go crazy again. And I don't even think it's going to be as high scoring a game as that. But if they get 21 points, the game's over. Georgia's quarterback is not built to bring them back from something like that. Their defense might score more touchdowns than them. But, yeah, that's pretty much how I think it's going to play out. Old St. Nick's going to get another trophy, and Kirby's going to be labeled Kirby not so smart again. Like I said, another trophy for old St. Nick. Now we're moving on to the big boys. The NFL season's been up and down, but we're to our last week. So, first the games are starting on Saturday. We got KC versus Denver. I mean, after blowing the lead Sunday, I think KC gets refocused and blows out the Broncos. Basically, no Teddy Two Gloves, no wins. And the Broncos coach thinks he should get another year. Yeah, don't think so, guy. Then we've got Dallas versus Philly. Dallas needs to get it together because... Mr. Hurts is balling. Expected to fail. He has carried the Philly team with no credit or fanfare. But the Cowboys have been front runners all year. They can't master the little things, which is why this is a, a dangerous game. Dak better wake up. It's go hard to go home. We look like the JV team Sunday. This game a toss-up because I don't know which Cowboy team is going to show up. I hope the good one. But we'll see. Moving on to Sunday's games, we got Cincinnati versus Cleveland. I mean, the Bengals, division champs, may rest everybody. They have none to play for. The Browns, no Baker, and his future hangs in the balance. It's a simple toss-up, but I think the Browns will win. No pressure, no playoffs, no problem. Better luck next year. Green Bay versus Detroit. I really doubt A-Rod sits out because... Nobody knows if he's really if this is really his last year in Green Bay. And he has a case of the red ass for not getting vaccinated and being outed. So, Detroit, he's about to make an example out of you. Have Coach Dan Campbell crying again. It's going to be brutal. Wear shades. Chicago versus Minnesota. Captain Kirk back on board for maybe the last voyage. But at home with a healthy Dalvin Cook, the Bears are going to get it. No matter who is on the center, the black and blue division will live up to his name and this game. And we have to watch the football team versus the Giants. One of these teams actually has a bright future. The other one is the Giants. Riverboat Ron lost all of his players gambling. They wished upon a star and Dallas showed up. No QB, no playoffs. Nice try, Haneke. And if the Giants think bringing Joe back Joe Judge is a good idea, New Yorkers are Secretly rooting for the Jets. Get the key for the basement from the Washington football team. It's your new home, Giants. Okay, we got the Colts versus Jacksonville. Colts have been the hottest team in football the last month. but got cooled off last Sunday, which doesn't bode well for the sinking ship that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look for a lot of Jonathan Stewart and more education for Mr. Lawrence. School is over. Ding, ding. Pitt versus Baltimore. Well, Ben had his goodbye. Now he's about to get his reality check. 
Doesn't matter who's on the center for the Ravens. I'm expecting a beatdown of epic proportions. I know it's hard for Ben to say goodbye, but he will after this game. Then we got Tennessee versus Houston. Last time, I think the Titans were a little full of themselves, but the newly crowned kings of the AFC South are in fine-tuning mode while the Texans are just trying to finish the season and get some picks for DW4. This is not an organization on the rise. Free DW4. New Orleans versus Atlanta. Sean Payton still has the team fighting to make the, make a run. His gadget quarterback is not working. After giving him all that money, Jameis is out. All that being a little too cute has finally caught up to him. And just maybe a savvy old veteran, former MVP, Matt Ryan, will knock him out of the playoffs just for the hell of it. We gonna see. Then we got New York Jets versus Buffalo. Zach Wilson has looked like a real NFL QB these last few weeks. I'm just glad the youngster is upright. And Josh Allen and the Bills, are on that, they're on one right now. And, he, and the young QB is about to get a master class in the snow. Bills Mafia all day. Then we have San Francisco versus the Rams. Shanahan, Shanahan dusted off his new toy, Trey Lance, to jumpstart his offense. Will Jimmy G return to save the season, or will Matthew Stafford and his star-studded team take out the trash? This could get ugly quick, or Trey Lance could really close the door for any kind of Jimmy G return. We got New England versus Miami. Mac Jones has been overhyped, but Charlie Checkdown has remained tough. Yeah, you have to give it to him, but he was Tua's backup at Alabama. I expect Tua to give Jones the business Miami might not win the game, but I think Tua shows he is a franchise guy. And Charlie Checkdown is not. Seattle versus Arizona. Russ is the ultimate road warrior. And Kyler, don't think he doesn't see you coming. But let's be clear. He's going to serve notice. It ain't over, even though they won't sniff the playoffs. Buckle your chin straps, Arizona. Russ going out swinging. Got Carolina versus Tampa Bay. The Matt Rule reign in Carolina seems to be over. It looks like, and so and so, so is Superman's. The team needs new staff, new leadership, and maybe it's over for Cam Jarrell Newton. But I wouldn't bet on it. But I definitely wouldn't bet on them beating the Brady Bunch at home. And last but not least, we have the Chargers versus the Raiders. The Chargers have shot themselves in the foot several times this year, but. Make it up, but a win will make it all right. Mr. Herbert is definitely ready for his close-up, but Mr. Raider Nation is mourning after John Madden's passing. Will the silver and black mojo be too much for the Chargers to overcome? David Carr and Raider Nation await. Okay, we're done with football. We're going to dabble into college basketball. I'm not doing the top 20 because the College basketball is horrible right now. If you're a basketball purist, watching it hurts your eyes. But so we're just going to do the top 10 teams because, like I said, most of these guys, they're not worth the watch. But we're going to go with the top 10. Number one, Baylor. Baylor's still in the top spot. As I stated, they may have more talent than the team that won the national championship. Definitely more versatile. And they're still deep. Number two, Duke. Duke will be top five all season, like I said, because of their physicality. But not a championship team unless Keels 
uh, matures. He is not a lead guard, and he's not going to take him to the championship. Number three, Purdue, probably the most complete team, but got shown, got, got in the loss column last game to still too talented not to bounce back. Uh, number four, Gonzaga, still the most overrated team in college basketball. How is a two-loss team in front of a one-loss team? Riddle me that. Number five, UCLA. COVID has cost the Bruins some games, but they will have it. They will have it going even after losing a key player. They will be there when it counts. Number six, Kansas, Kansas, the no-name squad. I keep telling you these guys, you might not know their names now, but you will tournament time. Number seven, USC. Uh, the Trojans still haven't been tested, but at 12-0, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Number eight, Arizona. College basketballs, boogeyman. They took a loss, but still dangerous and deep. Number nine, Auburn. Bruce Pearl keeps fighting the system through suspensions and illegal recruiting. The team is good, good, but the coach is bad, bad. I mean, how's Bruce getting back in the, in the, in the league after doing all this crap he's done? This is what, the third school? Anyway, then rounded out the top ten is Michigan State. It's Sparty. It's defense. It's Izzo. It's in your face. And they're at number 10. Moving on to the NBA. I'm going to do the, the top. I'm old school, so we're not going to buy into that 10-team thing. We're going to do the eight, team, the eight teams that are on top on, on each uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference to let everybody know where they're at and what they need to do. Uh, we're going to shout out my MVP candidates for the season so far. Of course, KD leads the league in scoring. He, uh, The Nets were the top team for most of the year. Now they're a couple of games behind Chicago. Steph, I said Steph, it was Steph's to lose. And it, he came out like gangbusters, but he's cooled off the last month and a half. So I have KD ahead of him uh, by a little bit. And DeMar DeRozan is the dark horse. Two game winners in a row. Chicago's on the rise. And, uh, He's uh, relishing in that number one spot. Of course, we got Giannis, the Greek freak. Uh, like I said, their team's rounding. They're deeper than everybody thinks. Nobody's really looking at uh, what they have on the bench, and he's going to do him. So he's an unstoppable force. He just hasn't really put up the numbers yet, but he will. So I look for him to be in the race. You have to throw Joel Embiid in there, even though he still hasn't grown up any he still doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut or put the team on his back. But he's playing. When he's in there, when he's not hurt, he's doing his thing. So, And you have to put LeBron in there. Although he's stat stuffing. They want to talk about how he's 37 and he's still getting these outrageous numbers. And you have to talk about it because he's doing it even against uh, – he's doing a lot of it against bad teams. But lately he's been doing it here against the good teams. So you got to stick him in there. And the monster on the horizon, Mr. Ja Morant. Have you ever seen Ja play this year? If you if you're a real hoop fan, watch Ja. Any game. Doesn't matter. The kid is incredible. And just getting better. <clears throat> okay, the playoffs, let's run down. The Eastern Conference playoffs first. Uh Chicago's on top right now. Uh, but still, to me, Lonzo Ball still needs to step up. DeRozan's playing great. Levine's playing great. Like I said, he's still wildly inconsistent. The Bulls could pull this off 
if Lonzo Ball gets locked in and averages 20, yeah, they could go to the finals. But the passive-aggressive, show up this game, don't show up that game, giving the ball. No, guy, you need to take control, control. Nobody should be bringing the ball up but you. Nobody should be making the decisions on how the team runs but you. But I haven't seen that Lonzo in a minute. So, number two, the Nets. Harden needs to act like he wants to play. Even with, with the Kyrie factor back, he still can't play at home, so they kind of hampered. And Nash is atrocious as the coach. Any more than any move they need to make, they need to make the move to get him out of Dodge. He is horrible. Be a Hall of Fame point guard, he is a horrible coach. And it happens. It happens. Uh, sitting at number three is the Bucks. They're just rounding in the form. They're, they're going to be a major problem. They're just getting healthy. They haven't got healthy yet, but they're just getting healthy. They're, they're going to be a problem, problem. Number four, the Miami Heat. Butler's a good second or third option, but not going to go far as him being the number one. I, I, I love Butler, but he's not that guy. He is not that guy. Uh, number five, the Sixers. Ben Simmons still thinks he has some leverage. And like I said, MB still hasn't grown up. They're going nowhere. They're going nowhere unless they trade Ben or make him come back and play. They don't have enough. Number six is Cleveland. About Cleveland. Cleveland is basically the next bench that they traded away. With the addition of Kevin Love and Rondo. Rondo's on the scene. Somebody is in for a problem come playoff time. Yes, they're in for a problem come playoff time. Toronto. Stand steady, the young core has tons of potential with Van Pelt, Van Fleet leading the way. Charlotte at number eight, LaMelo Ball has some dogs with him. Oubre, Bridges, Rozier, even Hayward. It's like open run at the park. You just better hope they not on. That's the, that's the Eastern Conference. Okay, we're going to move over to the Western Conference. Golden State sits the top. Team is super deep, but has come back to earth, so to speak. Clay's return should be seamless, but how will this affect the bench, the chemistry? They built here in his absence. Um, I just want to see how that's going to mesh. Uh, the key contributors on the team... Um, I wish Clay well on his return back, but we're going to see how he affects the chemistry, the rotations, how they're going to work it in. Number two, the Suns. The, the Suns play old school 80s ball, and even though I don't think they have what it takes to win a chip, they're going, they're going to be around. They're going to be around. Number three, the Jazz. Peaked too soon last year, and Coach Snyder knows it. Sitting in third, pacing themselves. Number four, Memphis. Like I said, Ja Moran. The league's got a problem. If Jaron Jackson Jr. ever comes around with Mr. Dillon, the playoffs not enough. It's going to be... Their, ja Morant's new nickname is Mr. I'll Beat Your Team. Yeah, that's what they're going to be on in the playoffs. Number five, Dallas. Can J. Kidd take the Super Brad out of Luka? The team has been thriving without him being the focal point. Still a work in progress. 
Number six, the Lakers have been getting smacked around all season, even with LeBron's torch scoring pace and 80 out. They have put themselves back in, in contention, but will it last? Will LeBron last? There's no switch to turn on, and I guess no one is half the battle. Number seven, Clippers. No Kawhi, no problem. PG came to his own like his Pacer days, but on no second star has them at, at seven with uh, PG Hurt and J the, J the John Wall trade should have been made. Should've, the John Wall trade should have been made. They, they waited too long. And they might just fall right out of that that spot. Number eight, the Spurs. No, no Tim, no Tony, no Manu. Pop system, often criticized, but it works. Can't say he's a working stiff that got lucky. He has five rings to prove it. But will he stick around to see this young talent blossom? Nobody knows. My guess is no. Just saying, Spurs are a good young team. Okay, that's enough for basketball. We're going to slide into boxing for a little bit. First and foremost, with boxing, somebody needs to knock Jake Paul's ass out for disrespecting sport. Somebody show him what it is for real. I'm tired of seeing this dude on TV talking about the money he's making, and he hasn't fought a real boxer yet. If I see him, I'm swinging on him. That's all I'm saying. No money needed, I'm swinging. Uh, number two, Boxing now everybody seems to want to fight, which is a good thing. Finally, these guys are want to fight. Yeah, we're all for that. Uh, the big fight so far is going to be Spence versus Ugas to be undisputed at 147. Excited, but it's not Spence Crawford, which the, that's the fight everybody wants to see. I'll be patient in due time, but in due time, but yeah, that's what everybody's waiting to see. Uh, the lightweights. Like I said, they need to, whoever Cambosis chooses to fight at 135, which is the hot division, whoever he chooses to fight at 135 is beating his ass unless it's Teofimo or, or Garcia. Haney and Tank will go to Australia and knock his 15 minutes of fame ass out. Tired of the pretenders. This guy acting like he's been the, the, the champ for 10 years. Reality check time, buddy. You better pick Garcia or rematch with Teofimo or your ass going to be beltless. And it ain't going a distance. Also, I hope Sean Porter doesn't retire. I hope he goes to 154 and retires the Charlo brothers. They're frauds, both of them. Uh, I hope nobody gives Keith Thurman a shot. He sat on the belts for two years and got knocked out by a 40-year-old Pacquiao. Man, get out of here. Heavyweights. Nobody wants to, wants to see Fury beat up Joshua. Joshua has no heart and definitely won't fight Wilder. Now, he's bad for the sport. Point blank, period. Wilder needs to either learn how to box or retire. That's it, folks. Uh, got some plans for 2022 for Tilt. We're uh, going Instagram. We're going to go Instagram and maybe a couple of other platforms uh, to build our brand. I just want to thank everybody. For the support. Uh, special to A1s from day ones. Shout out my cousin Law Dog, Stalin, Slack Jr., Thugger, T, 
Terry, aka Soldier, Stacy, aka Donnie Brasco, Aurelio, aka Julio, Homer, aka Ghost, my man Biz, the whole PINC family, KP, KP, aka the Nasty Man, Parker, Royal, the whole DMV family, uh, my Texas boys, my man D, aka Black Jesus, uh, K Fair, aka White Man, best ribs in Texas. Uh, my man Gabe Bolden, the realest one. My man Will, Brooklyn's finest. My man Will. Uh, Want to shout out my uh, nephew, Westfield High School, Dutch, number zero. Uh, like I said, I love the feedback. You know, I turn my hobby into my passion. I also want to give a special shout out to my my, my man. Uh, if you guys see him out in the DMV, my man David Rich. David, come holler at your boy. I got a mic for you. When we was in high school, we used to sit in the stands and do the and, and do the games, play by play for the games. Me and him was Rich Eisen and Stuart Scott before Rich Eisen and Stuart Scott. You know what I'm saying? Hey, if you see him, man, give him my link. Tell him hit me up, man. Real, keep it real. Uh, like I said, I'm glad to be on here. I appreciate all the support. Uh, sky's the limit for us in 2022, and I got a seat for all of you to go with me. It's your boy OG, and I'm O U T. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday, everybody. Well, let's call it Full Throttle Friday. Keeping my foot on the gas because the competition won't last. Let me in your ear. I got what you need to hear. I'm your host, OG. If it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. Let's start with Friday's quick hits. Let's dive right in. Let me put you on this game. Starting off with quick hits this Friday, the coaches firing they're going like, down like trees in the forest. I mean, some for good reason, some for not, but we're going to check them out just the same. First first domino to fall was Urban Meyer. I said from day one, he was in over his head. And I told you so. He, he was in over his head. He, You know, he thought he was still at college. Million-dollar players don't listen to guys that make less than them, not unless they have their respect and they know you're doing the job. So Urban was out of there. Early. The pick at the bar with the 18-year-old didn't help much, but yeah, he's out of there. Then we have Vic Fangio, great defensive mind, lost the locker room a year ago with some, some racial comments, and he actually thought he deserved to, to come back. Uh, no playoff appearances, no job. See ya. Nagy, how he got another job is beyond me. Quarterback whisper my ass. Ask Mr. Trubisky about that. Moving on, my man Zimmerman, I like Zimmerman, Minnesota. But, you know, he got stale, and he hooked his wagon to Captain Kirk Cousins. Bad move, and that's why he's out. Brian Flores down in Miami just beat just beat the Patriots. 
Somehow I think he, he knew it was coming. The way they, you know, they moved, they played with the court. The whole quarterback fiasco is one of the reasons I think he's out of there. I don't think Tua was his guy. I think they wanted Tua to be the guy, and then they had to actually use him. It was a mess, but I still don't think he deserved to get fired. But maybe better days because I think it's a job out there that, that, that he can get. Now, Joe Judge <laughs> for the Giants, listen, million dollar player, million dollar dollar players not playing by high school rules. That's just it. That BS gets you fired in the league, Joe. See ya. Anyway, the last shooter drop was uh, uh, was yesterday when uh, the Texans fired uh, Mr. Cully. I mean, the Texans coach was more like a substitute teacher. We're not, we're not even going to count last year. We're going to let him make it. But good man, I wouldn't say bad coach, just wrong situation. So they got the coaches out of there. More of the quick hits. Clay Thomas is back with the Warriors. Glad to see Clay back. See, see them make their run this year. So is my man Kyrie with the Nets. So two vital pieces, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. Let's see how this, how this works out. But Mad Dudes in the NBA, my man Ben Simmons still doesn't get it. Ben, listen to me. You have no leverage. Zero leverage. It should have been sooner than later. You should just have came back, played until you got traded. But now you're out about 10 million bucks. It's looking bad. They don't even want you to come back to play now. So you're basically rotten. And your image is taking hit after hit after hit. So pretty soon, when they do let you out of that contract and some team wants you, guess what? You're not going to get paid what you're supposed to get paid. Grow up, son. I've told you this on more than one occasion. Grow up. Then finally, the soap opera that is the Los Angeles Lakers. <sighs> talking about playoffs. Like I said, we're talking about playoffs. LeBron stat stuffing, and everything is Russ's fault. So, when they don't make the playoffs, stat stuff that. That's all I'm saying. And my man, AB's out here in these streets. AB's all over social media right now. Talk shows. It's over, bruh. You played the jackass card for the world to see. They don't even need an excuse to ignore you. Get some therapy. Your football career is over. Moving on, college football, those dogs, those dogs, those dogs. Congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. Pretty good game, I'd say. Uh, it came down to the wire pretty much till the end when the dogs blew it, blew it off the hinges. Well, the, the dogs, they pulled it off. They, they got the invincible juice from Bama wore off finally. Kirby not so smart, smart finally broke through. Maybe going forward, this will be the last time we'll see two teams from the same conference in the finals. The transfer portal has everybody on the same playing field. Kids want to play, are willing to go somewhere else to do it. So, Power 5, the HBCUs are coming. Led by Jackson State. All I want to know is, which one of you are going to schedule, let's say, Jackson State next year? And Crowder Minds want to know. Highlight your boy. Now let's get to the let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's get to the games coming on this weekend. We're in the playoff cycle. 
football is coming down to the final teams. Your team, my team. Right after this weekend, you're not gonna be able. Some people are not gonna be able to wear that memorabilia anymore. So let's get right to it. We got the the Raiders versus Cincinnati. For all the Raiders that have been through this year, the Gruden scandal, the passing of John Madden, Raider Nation stands poised to be the real Raiders if they can beat the upstart Bengals. The one-two punch of Burrows and Chase have been as good as advertised from the LSU days. But can the Bengals get over the hump? Disappointment seems to be in their DNA. But we going to see. Call me sentimental, but I'm going Raiders. We got New England versus Buffalo. Mac Jones, a.k.a. Check Down Charlie, has made it to the postseason. On the shoulders of his defense, now it's in the playoffs. The training wheels are off and the Bills Mafia awaits. It's been a good story. Belichick still can coach. But this ain't Kansas, and you can't go home. If Josh Allen doesn't take this next step, I'm going to need all the MVP talk to stop. Okay? Moving on. Philly versus Tampa Bay. Well, well, well. Nobody wanted to talk about Mr. Jalen Hurts all year long. Guess who's in the playoffs? To say they have, uh, they have no shot tells me you haven't. Watch the Eagles fly this year. Now, Hertz has been balling under the radar. Watch TB12 has been stat stuffing. No AB, that's a problem. No Goodwin, that's a problem. The reign of TB12 may be coming to an end. It may be this Sunday. I'm just saying. Let's go 49ers Cowboys. Yes, I'm a staunch Cowboys fan, but I'm just going to call it like I said. Who has put up a shut-up for both of these teams? Shanahan's infatuation with his new toy, Trey Lance, may have lost them some games, but Dallas has bigger problems. Star-studded team who can't get the little things right. To fully tap into their potential, Dak needs to put it all on the line. The window is closing, and Dallas literally sucks at home. Heads or tails, you call it. Then we have Pittsburgh versus Kansas City. Big Ben's last ride, showdown at Arrowhead, the fastest gun in the West, Mahomes against the old hand, too stubborn to hang it up. The Steelers will show up, but there's no fairy tale endings in football. Big Ben, great ride, but the exit is that way. Moving on. Green Bay, the bye gets Mr. Rogers' toe in order for his playoff run, maybe his last ride in Lambeau. And the Titans hopefully get uh, Derrick Henry back to give them a legitimate shot at the title in the AFC. That's enough about football. We're going to catch up a little bit on the college basketball side. We're just going to do the top ten here. <clears throat> because, like I said, college basketball at this point in time, it's hard to watch. But we're going to get the top ten there, dude. Not the top 20 because 20 is just too hard to watch. All the move, Everybody's moving around. You don't know who's on what team. So the top ten will give you a little... Clarity, you could watch some actually watch some good college basketball because it's been terrible lately. Excuse me. At the number one spot, Baylor still sits atop the college basketball world. It's going to take a real team to knock them off. And as I've been preaching the whole time, they're actually more talented than the team that won a national championship last year. So stay tuned. Number two, Gonzaga has made his way to the number two with his phony schedule and weak conference play every year. Number three, 
UCLA, speaking of real teams, the Bruins are definitely that, even with the COVID complications they've had throughout the season. Number four, Auburn. I told you Auburn would make its move. Bruce Pearl is once again working his magic. Let's just hope no violations pop up. Number five, USC. I've been hard on the Trojans about their schedule, but 13-0 is 13-0. They're at number five. Number six, Arizona. The Wildcats are college basketball's boogeymen. I'd hate to have to play them. Well-balanced all around. Purdue is at number seven. The Boilermakers' two losses are unexplained. Wisconsin is, is actually ranked, but Rutgers, what a shot. But they have bounced back nicely. Number eight, Duke. I said they would be hanging around top five, well, top ten. These guys thought it was going to be easy. Wrong. They need a lead guard. That's all I'm going to say. Number nine, Kansas. The no-name guys start looking for the names soon. And number ten, Sparty, Michigan State. It's Izzo in your face all the time, rounding out the top ten. You can check out college basketball. Like I said, check out those guys in the top 10. Okay, now we're moving on to the NBA. Had a trade happen yesterday. Cam Reddish to the Knicks. Uh, coming from Atlanta to the Knicks. Now, everybody, Cam, uh, Cam Reddish went to Duke and all that, but people didn't do their research on Cam. Cam is a smaller version of Carmelo Anthony. And that's what Thibodeau just got. But people don't understand. Look for him to flourish, flourish in that offensive system. And the Hawks get back Kevin Knox, who's been, I don't know, he's been in the coach's doghouse forever. This kid can flat out play. Maybe he'll get a shot down in uh, Atlanta because he, he can also D you up. I, I like Kevin Knox. I, I look for him to have a couple of coming out parties down there. Then we have Dane with his surgery. I didn't think everything was going too well with him and Chauncey down there in Portland. I was actually thinking one of them was going to have to go. And I wasn't thinking it was going to be Dane. But the surgery, maybe they'll get closer. Maybe they'll bond. Maybe they'll do something with the roster. But uh, nobody knows how long Dane's going to be out. So we'll just wait and see with that. And as I stated earlier, Clay is back. Clay came back. He had played in almost two years. Clay came back gunning. He got 17 in his first game back. And like I keep telling people, I don't think it's, it's going to be pretty much seamless for Clay to come back in. You know, he's been running with these guys his whole career. But what is this going to do for the Warriors bench? I mean, you've got guys playing out of their mind. You know, you got Gary Payton Jr., you got a pool. You know, these guys are putting in those major. We got Otto Porter Jr., these guys have been playing phenomenal. Even though. The Warriors have fell back to earth, so to speak. But, yeah, that rotation, I just don't see how it's going to work. Guys are going to be getting less minutes. So, But, like I said, Steve Kerr can coach talent. He's not the best coach, but he can coach talent, and he should be able to make this work because this team is actually deeper than the 2016 team. It's going to be up to Steph to lead and carry them. So we're going to see how that works out. And the lines have been drawn in the sand in the East with this all-star vote. Let's get right to it. On the Eastern Conference side, the forwards are Kevin Durant, no surprise. Uh, the Greek Freak, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, 
and uh, Butler. So guards, DeMar DeRozan, James Harden, Trey Young, Zach Levine, and LaMelo Ball. Not bad. These are as the voting goes right now. And the Western Conference, of course, LeBron James, Joe Kick, Paul George, Wiggins, and Draymond Green. Who the hell put Draymond Green on an all-star team? I'm just saying. In the guards, you got Steph Curry, Luka, John Morant, Clay. Come on, Clay. You just got back. And De- Devin Booker. So that rounds out the as as the voting goes right now. A couple of these may change, uh, but mostly the guys at the top are not going to change. And the MVP, the MVP voting, like I said, to me, in the beginning of the season, Steph was on fire. It was his to lose. And right now, he's slipped all the way down the pole. KD's leading the way. He does it so w- without even trying. He's the man right now. But LeBron is, like I said, uh, I can say what I want about them not winning or him stat stuff in or whatever the case may be. But he's putting up 34 a night, almost triple, triple double. I mean, basically, he's the only one shooting, but the numbers are the numbers. And he's making a hard charge. Like I said, Durant's going to be Durant no matter what. So 27-7-7 is where he lives on a bad day. So, like I said, LeBron is going above and beyond at his age. I'm not really on the, oh, he's this. LeBron's body, he takes very good care of his body. He's he's a freak of nature. So, all of that, oh, he's this age and... That just doesn't factor in. Uh, for the Lakers to even think about the playoffs, LeBron's going to have to get off the ball. And if any of them were any kind of coaches, they would know that. But they seem set on pounding on Russ and waiting for AD to get back. Uh, we've clarified. There is no switch that they can click on and they automatically get the championship juice. That ship sailed. So... I really don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But with this play-in thing, they could be as bad as 10 and get a shot. And if they're in the 10th slot and they get kicked out in the first round, I don't think LeBron's ego is going to be able to take that. So, I'm just saying. Okay, we're coming to a close here. Uh, Boxing. This is all I have to say about boxing this year. We're going to go to the main division, not the heavyweights, where all the, the 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 prize fighters are. At 135, Tank Davis, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Lomachenko, and Teofimo Lopez. And Cambosis, the imposter, has the belts. If you guys fight anybody else outside this top five, you're cowards. And you're bad for boxing. All this posturing has to stop. The best fighters have to fight the best fighters. Yes, yeah, some of you guys are going to get your asses kicked. You're not going to be. There's, there's not another Floyd May- Mayweather walking around. As far as his skill level, his dedication. They're good fighters. But everybody thinks they're going to go 50-0. These guys need to fight each other. And I don't want to see anything else. If they fight somebody else inside, inside the division, shame on them. Don't buy the pay-per-view. I'm sick of it. And let's go to 147. 
Earl Spence versus Ugas. Now Earl's gonna put Earl's gonna put them things on Ugas. He's not fighting somebody who can't get to him. But the fight everybody wants to see is Earl and Bud Crawford. Please can y'all get it together to give us this fight. Cause like I said, Earl is my guy, but I can't sleep on Bud. And not just because he can go from Southpaw to to the you know Orthodox. It doesn't matter. That's styles makes fights. And you can't pick Earl without saying, hmm. And you can't pick Bud without saying, hmm. Everybody this thing will be bigger than any heavyweight fight they could get this year. Just put those two guys in the ring and it will take care of itself. That's all you have to do at 147. Then we go up to the welterweights, the 154. The Charlo brothers are getting exposed this year. Who, whichever one of them fights Canelo is getting knocked out. Or they can schedule both of them. He can knock both of them out in the same night. It really doesn't matter. But the only reason they still have belts is because of the name recognition. Nobody watches the 154 fights unless Golovkin or Canelo are down there. And they've long vacated. So it's time for them to go. I'm trying to talk Sean Porter into not retiring and moving up and go ahead and beating these guys up. Because somebody needs to. They're just holding straps. They're not doing anything with them. Boxing needs to progress this year. It needs to progress. Then we have Mr. Canelo, supposedly the pound-for-pound best in the world. Okay. Canelo's a great fighter. I'll give him that. But who was he fighting? Okay, he moved up to cruiserweight, which they might as well just call loserweight because nobody watches that division. The guy he's fighting has got a belt I've never heard of. So I'm like, if he's the best, if he's the best out of there. He he needs to if he's the pay per view king or whatever the case may be, he might fight need to fight somebody with some name recognition. Because I couldn't find this dude, this guy he's supposedly fighting for this belt that nobody wants. I couldn't find him in any of the rankings. So, cut it out, Canelo. Call out Andre Ward. And let's get it popping. Now, the heavyweights will be determined by what uh, my man Fury does. Who he decides to fight. Who he decides to come out with. Uh, I don't think... I wouldn't rule out another Dante Wilder fight. But, like I said, unless Wilder learns how to box, he needs to go ahead and hang it up. So, And Joshua don't really have the heart to fight Fury. And this you slick guy, I don't think he'll last. I don't think he he'll last seven rounds with Fury. So we'll see how it goes. But that's my boxing prognosis for 2022. Now we're gonna go ahead and get on out of here. The winner of the beat OG in the football uh pool this 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 uh this year was my own very cut my own cousin Law Dog. We were getting that package out to you. He'll be one of the first guys to have the new tilt shirts, which will be out sometime probably late February, early March. But he'll get his early, uh, along with a team jersey. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Eagles. So <laughs> we're going to go with that. And also, uh, I gave a lot of shout-outs last week. I, I missed a few people. So I'm going to go ahead and, like I said, I appreciate everybody's support. So I didn't want to leave anybody out. A few people I miss. Uh, my man Tim Lewis. Appreciate appreciate the love, brother. He always listens to me. Uh, from the same hood. What's up, Big Tim? My big brother Brett Mays. Uh, Fifi. 
Latoya Rose, Renita Walker, my, my sister, uh, my man Sean, the professor from San Antonio, deep thinker, this is my guy, my man Goonie, welcome home, hey, can't wait to see you sometime in the summertime, uh, yes, we have female, we have female listeners, uh, Shannon McPherson, appreciate the support, Barbara Spriggs, appreciate the support, uh, Dre Day, my boy, uh, Henry London, Mr. Hustler University, if you if you're not from if you're not from real Texas, Texas, you don't know who that is, but that's my guy. Uh, Tiffany Weinstead, Michael and Tiffany Ball, uh, my daughter Sierra. She has her own uh, podcast. It's called The Black Box. Anything you want to know in the entertainment world, she she's got you covered. The Black Box. You can also find it on Anchor and Spotify. Uh, my daughter Trinity, the Baylor baby. Hear me talk about her all the time. My nephew Dutch at uh, Westfield High School. They got a big game coming up uh, Saturday against Eisenhower High School, who I follow. But hey, family's family. I got a nephew on that side too, so it's going to be great, great times on Saturday. Uh, I also want to shout out uh, my good friends, uh, Miss Carrie. I call her Hater One because everybody needs that one person that. Talks crap to him all the time. Uh, she's been under the weather. Uh, hope she feels better. And a uh, happy belated birthday, hater one. Uh, I want to have a shout out to my man, Michael Jenkins, my guy from the, from the military. It's my brother. It's my best man at my wedding. His birthday was yesterday. Shout out to him. Uh, I also want to shout out, uh, especially to my wife, whose birthday is Sunday, the Queen Bee. Her birthday is Sunday. She is the engine behind the machine. And I and I want to wish her the happiest of birthdays. We're gonna make it happen on Sunday. You'll you'll see. Uh we'll have the pictures up and as as we always do. We we'll always have a good time. And like I said, I want to thank everybody for all the support. Uh hopefully this year we can move on to bigger and better platforms. Uh we're looking into uh, Instagram, maybe Twitter, and eventually YouTube. But I wanna thank, like I said, thank everybody. It's your boy OG, and as always, I'm O-U-T. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday, everybody. Or well, let's call it Full Throttle Friday. Keeping my foot on the gas because the competition won't last. Let me in your ear. I got what you need to hear. I'm your host, OG. If it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. Let's start with Friday's quick hits. Let's dive right in. Let me put you on this game. Starting off with quick hits this Friday, the coaches firing they're going like, down like trees in the forest. I mean, some for good reason, some for not, but we're going to check them out just the same. First first domino to fall was Urban Meyer. I said from day one, he was in over his head. And I told you so. He, he was in over his head. He, You know, he thought he was still at college. Million-dollar players don't listen to guys that make less than them, not unless they have their respect and they know you're doing the job. 
So Urban was out of there early. The pick at the bar with the 18-year-old didn't help much. But, yeah, he's out of there. Then we have Vic Fangio, great defensive mind. Lost the locker room a year ago with some some racial comments. And he actually thought he deserved to, to come back. Uh, no playoff appearances, no job. See ya. Nagy, how he got another job is beyond me. Quarterback whisper my ass. Ask Mr. Trubisky about that. Moving on, my man Zimmerman. I like Zimmerman, Minnesota. But, you know, he got stale. And he hooked his wagon to Captain Kirk Cousins. Bad move. And that's why he's out. Brian Flores down in Miami just beat just beat the Patriots. Somehow I think he, he knew it was coming. The way they, you know, they moved, they played with the court. The whole quarterback fiasco is one of the reasons I think he's out of there. I don't think Tua was his guy. I think they wanted Tua to be the guy. And then they had to actually use him. It was a mess. But I still don't think he deserved to get fired. But maybe better days because I think there's a job out there that, that, that he can get. Now, Joe Judge <laughs> for the Giants. Listen, million dollar player, million dollar dollar players not playing by high school rules. That's just it. That BS gets you fired in the league, Joe. See ya. Anyway, the last shooter drop was uh uh was yesterday when uh, the Texans fired uh, Mr. Cully. I mean, the Texans coach was more like a substitute teacher. We're not, we not even going to count last year. We're going to let him make it. But good man, I wouldn't say bad coach, just wrong situation. So they got the coaches out of there. More of the quick hits. Clay Thomas is back with the Warriors. Glad to see Clay back. See, see them make their run this year. So is my man Kyrie with the Nets. So, two vital pieces, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. Let's see how this how this works out. But Mad Dudes in the NBA, my man Ben Simmons still doesn't get it. Ben, listen to me. You have no leverage. Zero leverage. It should have been sooner than later. You should just have came back, played until you got traded. But now you're out about 10 million bucks. It's looking bad. They don't even want you to come back to play now. So you're basically rotten. And your image is taking hit after hit after hit. So pretty soon, when they do let you out of that contract and some team wants you, guess what? You're not going to get paid what you're supposed to get paid. Grow up, son. I've told you this on more than one occasion. Grow up. Then finally, the soap opera that is the Los Angeles Lakers... <sighs> talking about playoffs like i said we're talking about playoffs lebron stat stuffing and everything is russ's fault so when they don't make the playoffs stat stuff that that's all i'm saying and my man ab's out here in these streets ab is all over social media right now talk shows it's over bro you played the jackass card for the world to see they don't even need an excuse to ignore you. Get some therapy. Your football career is over. Moving on. College football. Those dogs. Those dogs. Those dogs. Congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. Pretty good game, I'd say. Uh, it came down to the wire pretty much until the end when the dogs blew it, blew it off the hinges. Well, the, the dogs, they pulled it off. 
they they got the invincible juice from Bama wore off finally. Kirby not so smart smart finally broke through. Maybe going forward, this will be the last time we'll see two teams from the same conference in the finals. The transfer portal has everybody on the same playing field. Kids want to play and are willing to go somewhere else to do it. So, Power 5, the HBCUs are coming. Led by Jackson State. All I want to know is, which one of you are going to schedule, let's say, Jackson State next year? And Crowder Minds want to know. Holla at your boy. Now let's get to the get to the nitty gritty. Let's get to the games coming on this weekend. We're in the playoff cycle. Football is coming down to the final teams. Your team, my team. Right after this weekend, you're not gonna be able. Some people are not gonna be able to wear their memorabilia anymore. So let's get right to it. We got the the Raiders versus Cincinnati. For all the Raiders that have been through this year, the Gruden scandal, the passing of John Madden, Raider Nation stands poised to be the Real Raiders, if they can beat the upstart Bengals. The one-two punch of Burroughs and Chase have been as good as advertised. From the LSU days, but can the Bengals get over the hump? Disappointment seems to be in their DNA. But we gonna see. Call me sentimental, but I'm going Raiders. We got New England versus Buffalo. Mac Jones, a.k.a. Check Down Charlie, has made it to the postseason. On the shoulders of his defense... Now, it's in the playoffs, the training wheels are off, and the Bills Mafia awaits. It's been a good story. Belichick still can coach, but this ain't Kansas, and you can't go home. If Josh Allen doesn't take this next step, I'm going to need all the MVP talk to stop. Okay? Moving on. Philly versus Tampa Bay. Well, well, well. Nobody wanted to talk about Mr. Jalen Hurts all year long. Guess who's in the playoffs? To say they have uh, they have no shot tells me you haven't watched the Eagles fly this year. Now, Hurts has been balling under the radar while TB12 has been stat stuffing. No AB, that's a problem. No Goodwin, that's a problem. The reign of TB12 may be coming to an end. It may be this Sunday. I'm just saying. Let's go 49ers Cowboys. Yes, I'm a Starch Cowboys fan, but I'm just going to call it like I said. Who has put up a shut up for both of these teams? Shanahan's infatuation with his new toy, Trey Lance, may have lost them some games, but Dallas has bigger problems. Star-studded team who can't get the little things right. To fully tap into their potential, Dak needs to put it all on the line. The window is closing, and Dallas literally sucks at home. Heads or tails, you call it. Then we have Pittsburgh versus Kansas City. Big Ben's last ride, showdown at Arrowhead, the fastest gun in the West, Mahomes against the old hand, too stubborn to hang it up. The Steelers will show up, but there's no fairy tale endings in football. Big Ben, great ride, but the exit is that way. Moving on. Green Bay, the bye gets Mr. Rogers' toe in order for his playoff run, maybe his last ride in Lambeau. And the Titans hopefully get uh, Derrick Henry back to give them a legitimate shot at the title in the AFC. That's enough about football. We're going to catch up a little bit on the college basketball side. We're just going to do the top 10 here. 
because bas- like I said, college basketball at this point in time, it's hard to watch. But we're going to get a top 10 there, dude. Not the top 20 because 20 is just too hard to watch. All the move, Everybody's moving around. You don't know who's on what team. So the, the top 10 will give you a little clarity. You can watch some, actually watch some good college basketball because it's been terrible lately. Excuse me. At the number one spot, Baylor still sits atop the college basketball world. It's going to take a real team to knock them off. And as I've been preaching the whole time, they're actually more talented than the team that won a national championship last year. So stay tuned. Number two, Gonzaga has made his way to the number two with his phony schedule and weak conference play every year. Number three, UCLA. Speaking of real teams, the Bruins are definitely that, even with the COVID complications they've had throughout the season. Number four, Auburn. I told you Auburn would make its move. Bruce Pearl is once again working his magic. Let's just hope no violations pop up. Number five, USC. I've been hard on the Trojans about their schedule, but 13-0 is 13-0. They're at number five. Number six, Arizona. The Wildcats are college basketball's boogeymen. I'd hate to have to play them. Well-balanced all around. Purdue is at number seven. The Boilermakers, two losses are unexplained. Wisconsin is, is actually ranked, but Rutgers, what a shot. But they have bounced back nicely. Number eight, Duke. I said they would be hanging around top five, well, top ten. These guys thought it was going to be easy. Wrong. They need a lead guard. That's all I'm going to say. Number nine, Kansas. The no-name guys. Start looking for the names soon. And number 10, Sparty, Michigan State. It's Izzo in your face all the time, rounding out the top 10. You can check out college basketball. Like I said, check out those guys in the top 10. Okay, now we're moving on to the NBA. Had a trade happen yesterday. Cam Reddish to the Knicks. Uh, coming from Atlanta to the Knicks. Now, Everybody, Cam uh, Cam Reddish went to Duke and all that, but people didn't do their research on Cam. Cam is a smaller version of Carmelo Anthony, and that's what Thibodeau just got. But people don't understand. Look for him to flourish, flourish in that offensive system. And the Hawks get back Kevin Knox, who's been, I don't know, he's been in the coach's doghouse forever. This kid can flat out play. Maybe he'll get a shot down in uh, Atlanta because he, he can also D you up. I, I like Kevin Knox. I, I look for him to have a couple of coming out parties down there. Then we have Dane with his surgery. I didn't think everything was going too well with him and Chauncey down there in Portland. I was actually thinking one of them was going to have to go. And I wasn't thinking it was going to be Dane. But the surgery, maybe they'll get closer. Maybe they'll bond. Maybe they'll do something with the roster. But, uh, Nobody knows how long Dame's going to be out, so we'll just wait and see with that. And as I stated earlier, Clay is back. Clay came back. He had played in almost two years. Clay came back gunning. He got 17 in his first game back. And I, I keep telling people, I don't think it's, it's going to be pretty much seamless for Clay to come back in. You know, he's been running with these guys his whole career. But what is this going to do for the Warriors bench? I mean, you've got guys playing out of their mind. You know, you got Gary Payton Jr., you got a pool. You know, these guys are putting in those major. You got Otto Porter Jr. 
these guys have been playing phenomenal, even though the Warriors have fell back to earth, so to speak. But, yeah, that rotation, I just don't see how it's going to work. Guys are going to be getting less minutes. So, But, like I said, Steve Kerr can coach talent. He's not the best coach, but he can coach talent, and he should be able to make this work because this team is actually deeper than the 2016 team. It's going to be up to Steph to lead and carry them. So we're going to see how that works out. Then the lines have been drawn in the sand in the east with this all-star vote. Let's get right to it. On the Easter Conference side, the forwards are Kevin Durant, no surprise. Uh, the Greek Freak, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, and uh, Butler. So guards, DeMar DeRozan, James Harden, Trey Young, Zach Levine, and LaMelo Ball. Not bad. These are as the voting goes right now. And the Western Conference, of course, LeBron James, Joe Kick, Paul George, Wiggins, and Draymond Green. Who the hell put Draymond Green on an all-star team? I'm just saying. In the guards, you got Steph Curry, Luka, John Morant, Clay. Come on, Clay. You just got back. And Devin Booker. So that rounds out the as as the voting goes right now. A couple of these may change. Uh, but mostly the guys at the top are not going to change. And the MVP, the MVP voting, like I said, to me, in the beginning of the season, Steph was on fire. It was his to lose. And right now he's slipped all the way down the pole. KD's leading the way. He does it so w without even trying. He's the man right now. But LeBron is, like I said, a... Uh, I can say what I want about them not winning or them stat stuffing or whatever the case may be, but he's putting up 34 a night, almost triple-double. Triple I mean, basically, he's the only one shooting, but the numbers are the numbers, and he's making a hard charge. Like I said, Durant's going to be Durant no matter what, so 27-7-7 is where he lives on a bad day. So, like I said, LeBron is going above and beyond at his age. I'm not really... On the, oh, he's this, LeBron's body, he takes very good care of his body. He's he's a freak of nature. So, all of that, oh, he's this age, and that just doesn't factor in. Uh, for the Lakers to even think about the playoffs, LeBron's going to have to get off the ball. And if any of them were any kind of coaches, they would know that. But they seem set on pounding on Russ and waiting for AD to get back. Uh, we've clarified there is no switch that they can click on and they automatically get the championship juice. That ship sailed. So I really don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But with this play-in thing, they could be as bad as 10 and get a shot. And if they're in the 10th slot and they get kicked out in the first round, I don't think LeBron's ego is going to be able to take that. So I'm just saying. Okay, we're coming to a close here. Uh, boxing. This is all I have to say about boxing this year. We're going to go to the main division, not the heavyweights, where all the, 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 the prize fighters are. At 135, Tank Davis, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Lomachenko, and Teofimo Lopez. And Cambosis, the imposter, has the belts. 
If you guys fight anybody else outside this top five, you're cowards and you're bad for boxing. All this posturing has to stop. The best fighters have to fight the best fighters. Yes, some of you guys are going to get your asses kicked. You're not going to be. There's, there's not another Floyd Mayweather walking around as far as his skill level, his dedication. They're good fighters. But everybody thinks they're going to go 50-0. These guys need to fight each other. And I don't want to see anything else. If they fight somebody else inside, inside the division, shame on them. Don't buy the pay-per-view. I'm sick of it. And let's go to 147. Earl Spence versus Ugas. Now Earl's gonna put Earl's gonna put them things on Ugas. He's not fighting somebody who can't get to him. But the fight everybody wants to see is Earl and Bud Crawford. Please can y'all get it together to give us this fight. Cause like I said, Earl is my guy, but I can't sleep on Bud. And not just because he can go from Southpaw to to the you know Orthodox. Doesn't matter. That's Styles makes fights. And you can't pick Earl without saying, hmm. And you can't pick Bud without saying, hmm. Everybody, This thing will be bigger than any heavyweight fight they could get this year. Just put those two guys in the ring, and it will take care of itself. That's all you have to do at 147. Then we go up to the welterweights, the 154. The Charlo brothers are getting exposed this year. Who, whichever one of them fights Canelo is getting knocked out. Or they can schedule both of them. He can knock both of them out in the same night. It really doesn't matter. But the only reason they still have belts is because of the name recognition. Nobody watches the 154 fights unless Golovkin or Canelo are down there. And they've long vacated. So it's time for them to go. I'm trying to talk Sean Porter into not retiring and moving up and go ahead and beating these guys up. If somebody needs to, they're just holding straps. They're not doing anything with them. Boxing needs to progress this year. It needs to progress. Then we have Mr. Canelo, supposedly the pound-for-pound best in the world. Okay, Canelo's a great fighter. I'll give him that. But who is he fighting? Okay, he moved up to cruiserweight, which they might as well just call loserweight because nobody watches that division. The guy he's fighting has got a belt I've never heard of. So I'm like, if he's the best, He's the best out of there. He needs to, if he's the pay-per-view king or whatever the case may be, he might fight. need to fight somebody with some name recognition. Because I couldn't find this dude, this guy he's supposedly fighting for this belt that nobody wants. I couldn't find him in any of the rankings. So, cut it out, Canelo. Call out Andre Ward. And let's get it popping. Now, the heavyweights will be determined by what uh, my man Fury does who he decides to fight, who he decides to come out with. Uh, I don't think, I wouldn't rule out another Dante Wilder fight, but like I said, unless Wilder learns how to box, he needs to go ahead and hang it up. So, And Joshua don't really have the heart to fight Fury. And this you slick guy, I don't think he'll last, I don't think he, he'll last seven rounds with Fury. So we'll see how it goes. But that's my boxing prognosis for 2022. Now we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. The winner of the beat OG in the football uh, pool this 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 uh, this year was my own very cut my own cousin Law Dog 
we were getting that package out to you. He would be one of the first guys to have the new tilt shirts, which will be out sometime probably late February, early March. But he'll get his early uh, along with a team jersey. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Eagles. So <laughs> we're going to go with that. And also, uh, I gave a lot of shout-outs last week. I, I missed a few people. So I'm going to go ahead and, like I said, I appreciate everybody's support. So I didn't want to leave anybody out. A few people I missed. Uh, my man, Tim Lewis, appreciate appreciate the love, brother. He always listens to me uh, from the same hood. What's up, Big Tim? My big brother, Brett Mays, uh, Fifi, uh, Latoya Rose, Renita Walker, my, my sister, uh, my man Sean, the professor from San Antonio, deep thinker, this is my guy. My man Goonie, welcome home. Hey, can't wait to see you sometime in the summertime. Uh, yes, we have female, we have female listeners. Uh, Shannon McPherson, appreciate the support. Barbara Spriggs, appreciate the support. Uh, Dre Day, my boy. Uh, Henry London, Mr. Hustler University. You if you're not from if you're not from real Texas, Texas, you don't know who that is, but that's my guy. Uh Tiffany Weinstead, Michael and Tiffany Ball, uh, my daughter Sierra, she has her own uh podcast. It's called The Black Box. Anything you want to know in the entertainment world, she she's got you covered. The Black Box, you can also find it on Anchor and Spotify. Uh my daughter Trinity, the Baylor baby. Hear me talk about her all the time. My nephew Dutch at uh, Westfield High School. They got a big game coming up uh, Saturday against Eisenhower High School, who I follow. But, hey, family's family. I got a nephew on that side, too, so it's going to be great, great times on Saturday. Uh, I also want to shout out uh, one of my good friends, uh, Miss Carrie. I call her Hater One because everybody needs that one person that – Talks crap to him all the time. Uh, she's been under the weather. Uh, hope she feels better. And uh, happy belated birthday, hater one. Uh, I want to have a shout out to my man, Michael Jenkins, my guy from the from the military. It's my brother. It's my best man at my wedding. His birthday was yesterday. Shout out to him. Uh, I also want to shout out, uh, especially to my wife, whose birthday is Sunday, the Queen Bee. Her birthday is Sunday. She is the engine behind the machine, and I and I want to wish her the happiest of birthdays. We're gonna make it happen on Sunday. You'll you'll see. Uh, we'll have the pictures up as as we always do. We always have a good time. And like I said, I want to thank everybody for all the support. Uh, hopefully this year we can move on to bigger and better platforms. Uh, we're looking into uh, Instagram, maybe Twitter, and eventually YouTube. But I want to thank, like I said, thank everybody. It's your boy OG, and as always, I'm O-U-T.